a battle going on today for the heart and soul of America, and the right side must win. It's time for America Can We Talk with Debbie George Addis. On America Can We Talk, we talk truth about America and why it matters to you. America Can We Talk starts now. And good evening and welcome. I'm Debbie Georgiadis. Thank you so very much for tuning in. I must start out the show by saying hello to our new listeners in Colorado Springs. I'm so happy to be on the Salem station in Colorado Springs, AM 1460. Welcome my listeners in Colorado Springs and also welcome in Phoenix. I'm just so grateful to be on in Phoenix at 960 AM, The Patriot. And of course, to our listeners in Dallas, 660 AM. So happy to have the show once we to talk with you about America. Well, tonight's first five... I want to make reference to something I talked about last week. At the beginning of the show last week, I spent actually the first two segments talking through what is um, that was the really big story last week relating to Hillary Clinton and the Effusion GPS story that brought us the Trump dossier. And the big news last week just was, for those of you who are listening, I actually spent two segments on it. That the story had come out that during the time that Hillary Clinton and her State Department were approving the the uh, sale of twenty percent of America's uranium assets to Russia, and at the same time that she and her Clinton Foundation were receiving money from affiliated organizations uh, with Uranium One getting $145 million in the Clinton Foundation, and that Bill Clinton was being paid half a million dollars for one speech. But during that time, the big news last week was that the FBI knew at the time that was happening that there was actually Russian activity in the Washington, D.C. area. A Russian agent was in Washington engaging in uh, working with and um, with the uranium industry in America, engaging in bribery, extortion, money laundering. And the FBI had been investigating that at the time Hillary was doing her Uranium One deal with the Russians. That was huge last week. Well, this week, I want to again talk about those stories because three new things happened this week. And I will in this segment and the next segment. Try to put them all in context for you. And, you know, I have to tell you, this is one of these, if someone wrote this as a spy novel or a, you know, true-to-life story about corruption in government, I swear most book publishers, most agents would say, this is crazy, that could never happen. This is really what's happening in America, and this is not my conversation about it tonight and what we're going to talk about tonight. This is not relishing in the demise of a political opponent or wanting to just, in some personal way, shoot down Hillary Clinton and the Democrats. This is really about corruption at the highest level of American government, of our national security, forces, of our, of our national security industry, of the the Department of Justice, the FBI. But the three big things that happened this week, and I'll explain all of them, why they matter so very much. One is that Special Counsel Mueller, former head of the FBI, appointed Special Counsel to look into the Trump-Russia um, alleged collusion has announced, or actually had leaked, as has become common with this investigation, leaked through CNN the story that he has secured one or more indictments. They'll be announced tomorrow, Monday, October 30th, and that the anticipation is that one or more people will be arrested in connection with this, uh, with the, his investigation. And 
I cannot wait to break down for you how unbelievably conflicted Robert Mueller is, how he shouldn't even be in this position of special counsel. His fingerprints are all over this entire story, all over the story of of Uranium One and Hillary Clinton and selling the assets and the investigation. He can't investigate the FBI that he was running at the time all this was happening. But this is where he is. And to make some line between the two is just not rational and it's not just. But so Robert Mueller first thing announced indictments coming. And I'm also going to talk with you about when you come back the scope of the investigation Mueller, Robert Mueller is apparently engaging in, because this is not just trying to find out truth or not truth. Did someone connected with the Trump campaign collude with Russia? This is way down into everything anyone who's ever met Donald Trump ever did. Very, very dangerous course for America to take. Second big story this week. Big, 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 big story. Has to do with the fact, remember I mentioned last week, there was an informant working for the Department of Justice, working with this Russian agent who was getting in the middle of America's uranium industry, engaged in bribery and collusion, and there was a bribery, racketeering, and money laundering. This informant was working with the FBI, telling him what, telling FBI what was happening. He, the informant, has been speaking to the public only through a lawyer because he was forced to sign what he called a non-disclosure agreement, which is weirder than weird, okay, to have a non-disclosure agreement. But he was threatened, threatened by Loretta Lynch for testifying. Well, and the news of the week is that the uh, FBI, the Department of Justice, has lifted that gag order. So that informant is going to testify about what he heard the Russians saying about their dealing with Hillary Clinton. This is bad news for Hillary. I hope this guy has good good protection because, honest to goodness, he's going to be in there talking, I think, if what his lawyer is saying is accurate. He's going to be in there talking about what he was hearing from the Russians and their quid pro quo deal with Hillary Clinton. Third thing that happened this week, beside the Mueller thing and the uh, informant, is as come out that who paid for this indictment, who paid for this investigation that brought us a Russian dossier, none other than Hillary Clinton and the Democrats. Huge story. Don't go away. Talked after the break. Attention Ronald Reagan fans. What is the one item most sought after by Americans who love the Gipper? It's Young America's Foundation's Reagan Ranch Calendar. Young America's Foundation is the leading youth outreach organization dedicated to ensuring that increasing numbers of young Americans understand and are inspired by the ideas of individual freedom, a strong national defense, free enterprise, and traditional values. New audiences of young people across the country are introduced to conservative ideas through Young America's Foundation's programs, including the Reagan Ranch Program. The Reagan Ranch calendar contains spectacular images of the Gipper enjoying his beautiful 688-acre ranch, the Western White House. For a limited time, the calendar is free. Even shipping is free. To receive your beautiful Reagan Ranch calendar from Young America's Foundation, call 800-USA-1776 and mention the phrase Reagan Gift. Again, the number is 1-800-USA-1776 and Reagan Gift is the code. Learn more about Young America's Foundation at www.yaf.org. That's yaf.org. America guarantees each eligible adult citizen the right to vote. The Public Interest Legal Foundation, a 501c3 public interest law firm, is dedicated entirely to election integrity, to assuring that voter rolls include names of only citizens eligible to vote, and that protections are in place to prevent voter fraud of all kinds. 
The Public Interest Legal Foundation discovered that more than 1,000 non-citizens enrolled to vote in Virginia in just eight counties. And in Philadelphia, felons as well as non-citizens are on the voter rolls. Non-citizens have been registering to vote and voting. The Public Interest Legal Foundation is fighting nationwide and in Texas to ensure that only Americans pick American leaders. We are actively litigating high-impact cases to clean up voter rolls and protect the ballot box. If you do not want your vote canceled out, visit publicinterestlegal.org to join us in the fight to restore integrity to American elections. Protect your vote. Visit publicinterestlegal.org today. Do you know that one in nearly five United States residents lives in an immigrant household? That we take in more than one million new legal immigrants every year? Studying the impact of federal immigration program is the mission of the Center for Immigration Studies, the nation's only think tank looking at the broad national effect of immigration policy. Whether it's on crime, welfare, national security, or the job market, CIS digs out information about immigration from government sources, translates it into English, and makes it available to the public, the news media, and policymakers in Washington. Check out its work at CIS.org. CIS makes the case for better enforcement against illegal immigration and lower levels of legal immigration in the future. Most other special interest groups pursue the opposite. The only thing standing between them and open borders is an informed public. Get informed and stay informed by visiting CIS.org. That's CIS.org. Let me tell you about the group Vice President Mike Pence called the most effective grassroots pro-life organization in America. It's the Susan B. Anthony List, and they're the ones who are on Capitol Hill right now, day in, day out, to fight back against Planned Parenthood and the abortion industry. Every day in our nation, abortion takes more than 2,000 innocent lives, almost two every single minute of every single day. And Planned Parenthood is the largest abortion business in the country, committing one-third of all abortions. It's an unspeakable tragedy and a stain upon our nation and our humanity. And it's up to us to do something about it. This is your opportunity to join the team that's leading the charge to end abortion. Go to sba-list.org or Google Susan B. Anthony List now to learn more and start saving lives today. And welcome back to America Can We Talk. I'm so very, very glad you've tuned in tonight. So glad you're here listening to America Can We Talk. And I wanted to talk with you uh, just a little bit since we have our new uh, station on in Colorado Springs. I wanted to talk with you a little bit more about why I do this show. You know, by background, background, I'm a lawyer and I've worked on political campaigns and I've, as a lawyer, just did uh, litigation, employment litigation, but I've done political campaigns. This show America Can We Talk really just came into place in my life over the last several years and it entirely has to do with my passion for America and my concern about the path, the direction America was taking and wanting to be a voice for reasserting the, the unique great, exceptional nature of America. It's entirely why I do the show, to try to tie the issues that we face, the candidates we talk about, the challenges America has, tie them back to the idea of preserving the unique greatness of America. And so this story we were talking about in the first segment, I want to do a little more um, tonight about that. Um, 
it isn't really just about the question of whether or not um, there was a law broken by Hillary Clinton. I mean, there were many laws broken by Hillary Clinton, let's be clear. But I mean, whether this whole issue that we're dealing with and talking about related to the um, Fusion GPS investigation, the Fusion GPS uh, smear organization that essentially... um, hired a Russian spy and had that Russian spy come up with this uh, Russian dossier about Clint, about um, Donald Trump, and the dossier got photo around Washington. But I want to just give you a one summary way of explaining why this is such a completely dangerous and alarming and unacceptable um, set of circumstances that we are looking at. Um, because we really are ending up with where we're going. We have had since Donald Trump became president, even before he took the oath of office, we have had months and months and months of stories from Hillary Clinton and from the Democrats and from CNN and from all those organizations about just the horrible, awful um, conduct of Donald Trump and the and uh, putting a shadow over his presidency suggesting that he was uh, not really honest in winning the election that he was somehow able to manipulate the rush that manipulate the russians and get them uh, involved in the election it has thrown a shadow over his victory over his integrity and this is has been entirely put in place this entire scenario was created and put in place by an organization hired by hillary clinton we found out this week. That's the big news this week. Now, as a tiny little background to that, earlier in the election cycle, before um, the uh, Fusion GPS people got hired by Hillary's law firm, they were already investigating, doing background work on Donald Trump at the behest of a newspaper, Washington Beacon, which uh, was also against Trump. And they, this Washington Beacon had paid uh, Fusion GPS to try to find some bad stuff on Trump. But that's not really, but that, they, that never got around to the dossier level. Here's a summary of why this is so bad and then i'm going to hit the three that I told you the three big things that happened this week but here's a summary of what happened this um russian agents working for the clintons now again to be clear the clinton team campaign team and the democrat national committee through a law firm um hired this fusion gps company that in turn hired christopher christopher Steele, a british spy British spy Christopher Steele being paid by Fusion, who's being paid by Hillary and the Democrats, goes over to Russia and handing out money, handing out money to anyone who would talk to him, comes up with a dossier, making it sound like like Donald Trump had engaged in really bad behavior. And then during the course of the campaign, trying to use that dossier to spread uh, stories about Donald Trump to diminish his role as our candidate and as the president. And then, so let me just, here's a summary of what happened. Russian agents working for the Clintons and the Democrat National Committee through Fusion and this Christopher Steele provided fake information in a dossier that the FBI, headed by James Comey, and the Department of Justice, headed by Loretta Lynch, used to craft an affidavit to get the FISA warrant. The FISA warrant, again, is a foreign intelligence court, not a regular federal court. They have been turned down by that court previously, but they used the dossier to go to FISA court to get an affidavit to begin spying on Russians who were allegedly colluding with Trump 
uh, the FISA court only permitted spying on the Russians, but of course, as you're spying on them, you're spying and picking up and recording conversations of everyone they're talking to. They pick up conversations with the Trump people, Trump-related people, which is nothing sinister. Hillary talks to foreign agents, so does Obama. I mean... The notion that a presidential campaign would include conversations with one of the major uh, countries in the world is just is not even news. So those conversations got picked up. President Obama is still president. He changes the rule with respect to the information picked up in all these recorded conversations, allows the conversations to be spread among 17 different federal uh, security agencies, expands the scope of who hears these conversations before the requirement attaches to keep them confidential. So he spread it around. So now all these stories are leaking about Trump and and -and so-and-so talked to Trump and maybe this guy's involved in something or other. So they get the FISA warrant authorizing electronic surveillance of people who are connected, however, tangentially. And I'm reading, by the way, from a fabulous article. It's on our website called Implausible Deniability by Clarice Feldman. Brilliant article. But this is a summary of what happened and why it's so important to understand. Hillary sets in motion by hiring the Clintons and, and DNC hire a law firm that hires Fusion GPS, that hires Christopher Steele, that goes over to Russia, throwing money around, gets a bunch of people to say bad stuff. They use that Russian dossier then written to get an affidavit, to get a FISA warrant, authorizing surveillance of people and the Trump campaign. And then the warrant, uh, which, by the way, FISA courts is something like one in every 15,000 are turned down. But this one was first turned down because Comey and the FBI were trying to file a spy on Trump before before they had this dossier. Then they finally get this warrant. And then Obama uses surveillance communications, lets it be widely circulated throughout the government, expands who can see it, and the names of the targets are caught up in surveillance. Their communications are widely available for leaking and were leaked. And then you get to the unmasking. So standing back from all this, Hillary Clinton and the Democrats set in motion this entire dossier that gets us to where we have... A cloud of doubt, allegedly, over President Trump. No cloud of doubt, you know, over Hillary until now. We discovered this week Hillary and the Democrats are the ones that set this all in motion. And I can't, I mean, this is like, I tell you, it's spy stuff story, and the, folks. And the other really, really um, just troubling aspect of this case is that, so now we have back to Mueller, the other big story that came out this week. So Mueller is announcing indictments. Um, he got them on Friday, announcing on Monday. You know, Mueller got appointed special counsel again because of the story that Hillary Clinton and the Democrats set in motion that gets all the suspicion on Trump. So now they got to have an investigator, Mueller, to look into what Trump and the Russians were up to. So that's Mueller's job. But Mueller is given authority to do his investigation. And it's, it's very broad. It doesn't just say he's given Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein hires Mueller back in May of 20 of this year. Gives him authority as a newly appointed special counsel to look in, into investigation between of links between the Russian government and individuals associated with Trump's campaign, which would at least be narrow. But then, but then, it's important to understand that Rosenstein didn't stop there. He didn't just say, yeah, find out whether Rosenstein being another Democrat Hillary supporter— didn't stop there, I said, but and added on to his scope of responsibility, his order also authorizes Mueller to investigate any matters that arose or may arise directly from the investigation. And that could include allegations of obstruction of justice. So pretty much anything that Mueller comes up with justifies him 
coming up with more things and digging more and digging more and digging more. So Mueller's been doing this, and after months and months of investigation, he's finally come up with something that is apparently, um, that he believes justified an indictment. I'm telling you, folks, he's been looking into real estate deals by people, by Manafort and others connected, uh, even if they weren't any longer with the Trump campaign, but at some point in the Trump campaign, what real estate deals they made. Folks, you know that expression, if you hire a prosecutor, a good prosecutor, a good investigator to look into any person listening to this show, any person in America, and let them dig and dig and dig and dig and dig, you're going to find something. And this is where it gets very, I use it, uh, my, I think my show um, email or tweet or something that went out before the show, I was talking about the Mueller mission creep. We're at the point where Mueller can pretty much dig into anyone's life in any way tangentially related to Trump, find something, and bring an indictment. And this is the same time, this is the same Mueller who sat on his hands when he had an informant who was telling him the Russians are trying to get into our uranium supply and you're sitting here and Hillary is selling our uranium to the Russians and getting money from the Russians and didn't do a thing. This is, this, this is just very dangerous stuff. And I'll tell you one last kind of entertaining element to this is Hillary Clinton is trying to claim... She said after this all came out this week that her campaign actually paid for all this. She said she didn't know one thing about Fusion GPS, the dossier, or anything else until she saw it on BuzzFeed. Just like all those times that Obama tried to say, hey, I saw it in the news. I learned when you did. She's not going to get away with it because we won't let her. Don't go away. nation faces a choice. The path of big government based out of Washington or the unique brand of liberty and prosperity enjoyed here in Texas. For 27 years, the Texas Public Policy Foundation has helped leaders in the Lone Star State prove that fiscal restraint and small government can deliver opportunity and prosperity for all. The Texas Public Policy Foundation promotes and defends solutions here and around the country based on liberty, free enterprise, and personal responsibility. Whether informing the national debate on property rights, energy, taxes, education, or criminal justice, the foundation works to translate ideas into real change. The Texas Public Policy Foundation does not accept government funds or contributions to influence the outcome of its research. It is supported by thousands of people like you who are concerned about the future of our country. You can help Texas remain strong as the beacon of liberty in America. Visit TexasPolicy.com to learn more. If you want to get at the issues that really matter for women and men, go to IWF.org. That's the Independent Women's Forum. IWF is all about increasing the number of American women who value free markets and personal liberty. IWF's motto is all issues are women's issues. They bring a fact-based approach to politics, policy, and culture. When the left tried to peddle a phony war on women, IWF shot back with facts and figures. American women aren't victims in need of ever-increasing government protection. And IWF doesn't think things are perfect, but they believe that individual liberty is the key to prosperity and fulfillment. Along with their sister organization, Independent Women's Voice, IWVoice.org, which is a leader in the fight against Obamacare, they offer policy papers, op-eds, and a popular blog on issues of the day. So visit IWF at IWF.org. That's IWF.org.
If there's one thing the conservative movement needs, it's a leader. And we have one, the Heritage Foundation. Hi, I'm Debbie Georgiatis. Heritage gets in the trenches on Capitol Hill. They promote principled solutions directly to lawmakers in Washington. And unlike politicians, they don't waver or compromise. But they're not a Washington institution. There are nearly a half million Heritage members and supporters in America. And they're on a mission to grow that number and build the conservative base. You can become a Heritage member by going to joinheritage.org today. I've been a member of Heritage myself for years. I have Heritage experts on my show, and I rely on their analysis to get the facts out. As a member, you'll get updates from Heritage Foundation on the fight for conservative solutions to America's challenges. Plus, you'll receive exclusive invitations to conservative events where you live. So join the growing movement. Find out more at joinheritage.org. That's joinheritage.org. There's a lot of talk today among media, in academia, in our culture, about everything that is supposedly wrong with America. Political correctness tries to dictate that we must stop thinking that America is exceptional. America's bravest have our back in the air, at sea, and on land. But who has America's back in the culture? In schools, on cable television, in newspapers, it's time to end the greatest prejudice on earth, anti-Americanism. And who makes the case for America? Flag does. Flag is the foundation for liberty and American greatness. Flag has America's back on the cultural battlefield. Flag is a nonprofit battle tank working to change the cultural and media narrative about America. If you think it's time to stand up for America, join the Foundation for Liberty and American Greatness. Your support of Flag is an investment in the America your children will inherit. Visit their website at flagusa.org and consider donating. All donations are 100% tax deductible. That's flagusa.org. And welcome back to America Can We Talk. Folks, if you're listening on radio, first of all, again, hello and hello to Colorado Springs. So very, very glad to be joining the family of shows on your station, AM 1460 in Colorado Springs. And if you're in Phoenix, you're about to hear a candidate in your state. Dr. Kelly Ward, running for U.S. Senate, is going to join us in just a moment. I'm going to tell you one more thing before I get her on, which is this. If you're listening on Facebook Live... Hi, I'm, I appreciate that. We're having a little trouble with the sound tonight. I'm not sure you're going to be able to hear Kelly Ward on Facebook Live. But the interview will be available later on my website, AmericaChemiTalk.org, and on our Facebook page. I hope you can hear her. We just, But I, if you're listening on radio, you'll hear Dr. Kelly Ward. And hello, Kelly. Hi, Debbie. It's great to be with you. I'm so glad you're on in Arizona, in Phoenix. Oh, me too. I, I just, it, it's so exciting. Love having the show grow. And I'm so excited about your campaign. I will tell our listeners, I actually went out to Phoenix to go to an event for Kelly Ward's campaign for Senate. And this was, uh, I guess that was like two weeks ago now. But what was really exciting was you have some pretty big names jumping on board your campaign. So things must be going great. You had both Laura Ingram and Steve Bannon joining you at a fundraiser. So how fun was that? Yes. It, it was, you know, you were there. It was simply amazing. Almost a thousand people showed up. They had to pay to come. It wasn't just a campaign rally. It was a paid, you know, fundraiser for our campaign. And Laura Ingram came out and was just um, spectacular. And uh, and then um, Steve Bannon ended up showing up as well, coming out, talking about 
how we as conservatives, as uh, you know, evangelical Christians, as economic nationalists, as populists, as liberty lovers need to come together and put this country on the right track. And I look forward to being a big part of that movement in the right direction. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I for li- listeners, we're talking with Dr. Kelly Ward, who is running for U.S. Senate. And I was going to say uh, until a couple of days ago that you were running in a primary against incumbent Jeff Flake. But Jeff Flake yeah. uh, has stepped down, is not going to be running again. So I want to just start with first, Kelly, can you, I would love to have you tell all of our listeners, what is the reason you saw yourself to be a better representative of the people of Arizona than Jeff Flake was in the U.S. Senate? Like, wh- how are you different? Uh, you know, there there are several ways that, that we were different. I will tell you that. I, number one, I support President Trump. I support the America First agenda of securing our borders, stopping illegal immigration, getting rid of Obamacare, fixing the tax code, growing the economy, making sure our military is the strongest in the world, not because we want endless war, occupation, and nation building, but because we want the Reagan doctrine of peace through strength. And You know, Senator Flake is the ultimate never-Trumper. Before the primary, after Donald Trump became our nominee for the Republican Party, and since he's been the president of the United States, he has been a thorn in his side, attacking him um, at every angle and at every opportunity. And it didn't stop when he gave his so-called retirement speech last (laughs) week. He's still attacking the president. Now, of course, that's not the only thing that, that set us apart. Um, one of the biggest things is that I'm, I want to build the wall. I think that we need border security. I uh, am not a fan of TPP or NAFTA. I think those, you know, that we have to find a way to put America first in trade. Not that I want to be an isolationist. Far from the truth. I just want us to be on top of what America does, what American doesn't. And um, so we've got, a, you know, the way is paved for us to have an America first, make America great candidate here in Arizona, not just a candidate, but somebody who can win the general election and get to Washington, D.C. and get the job done. You know, I if you I, I think I'm assuming, uh, Dr. Ward, that you probably listened to or at least read later uh, Jeff Flake's statement on the floor of the Senate. And I both listened to it and I read through it a couple of times. And, you know, a couple of things struck me that I really I think are not just symptomatic of the problem he represented in Washington, but really others like him in the U.S. Senate, and the U.S. House, is that. Much of what he talked about here he is his you know seminal moment his his you know dying swan dance uh, in, in national television to speak to America, and the kinds of things he was talking about were things like decorum and dignity, which aren't irrelevant, but they, it was it was more of a it just it seemed a very superficial and shallow basis. Mm-hmm. To if, as your final statement, and we have we were talking in the first segment today tonight about this uh, Hillary Clinton and the dossier and and turning out and, and you know Mueller is now going to be actually apparently wanting to prosecute someone and you have you know the the conduct of the FBI and the Department of Justice all last year you have serious issues like you were mentioning the and I, he just struck me as like almost like a, you didn't say mother may I or something yeah. I, I mean just so unserious in such serious times yes and, and, and his condescending and arrogant manner is is such a turnoff to the voters. And and I do wish things were more civil in our in our political discourse. 
Um, but it, it doesn't have to be civil to be able to get things done. I, you know, I don't really care the way Donald Trump communicates. I am so glad he is there working every single day, most hours of every single day, to put this country on the right track. And, um, and you know, I, I don't know why Jeff Flake and, and Bob Corker can't just put their nose to the grindstone and get the job done that the American people are crying out for. That's why Donald Trump was elected. He was elected to be a disruptor and change the status quo in Washington. Now, unfortunately, what we're seeing from the liberal mainstream media is that that they're trying to make these two guys in particular and others as well into some kind of martyr, into some kind of hero for, for being willing to stand up and attack the president. Well, I can tell you um, they're, they're not heroes in my book. I could not agree more. You know what I pulled up today before, uh, and if you just tuned in, we're speaking with Dr. Kelly Ward, U.S. Senate candidate from Arizona. I pulled up the data about by how much Trump won in various states. And just as an example, I agree with you, Dr. Ward, that they are speaking about both Bob Corker um, and Jeff Flake and some of the media as kind of heroes, and they're standing up for the goodness of America and a, 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 a wistfully speaking of a lost day when we had, you know, we, we had, I mean, everyone wants civility, but we're in such yeah. serious times. Like I noticed, for example, in Tennessee, where Bob Corker was from, was a senator, Donald Trump won that state 61 to 35. And so yeah. to say you represent the people of your state, but you don't represent, you don't stand with Donald Trump, who is who obviously overwhelmingly your voters chose to support. So I really had this sense about Flake and Corker. They're not really so much attacking Trump. I mean, they are, but they're attacking the American voters who chose Trump. Yeah. That's right. And I think they seriously miscalculated. I think they had such a deep-seated dislike of Donald Trump and disbelief that he actually became our nominee and then became the president of the United States that, that they were willing to go out on these limbs. I mean, Jeff Flake wrote a whole book, not only attacking the president, but attacking each and every one of us who supported the president and his desire to make America safe, to make America uh, great, to make America powerful once again on the world stage, to fix the th things that Barack Obama and his administration and people like him, like Hillary Clinton, did to us over the last eight years. Now, we've been clawing our way back out of that hole that, that they put us in. But and, and he's having to do most of that alone. He doesn't have the support of the Republican establishment coming to his side, coming to our aid as a country to, to do the things that the people want done. That's why 2018 will be a watershed election for conservatives who support that agenda, who have the ability to get things done. And, and that's why I'm so proud to be a part of it. I love that you're part of it, too. I want to run through some quick issues. Just I'm curious because we uh, we don't have a lot of time. But number one, do you think the Department of Justice should investigate Hillary Clinton and her involvement in hiring the uh, Fusion GPS people, the dossier thing or, and, and or her conduct in handling her email? Should, should we have an investigation like a Mueller style special counsel investigation of Hillary Clinton? Well, I certainly think that it's something that has to be looked into, because remember, as soon as Donald Trump became the president, all we heard was Russia, 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 again and again and again. And um, and since Hillary and the Democrats have been kind of implicated in this, it's almost husha, 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 husha. Yeah. They, they don't want to talk about Russia anymore. Uh, they want to continue to turn it back to Trump. And 
Um, if she, if her campaign spent six to nine million dollars, either she knew about it or she's completely, completely detached and, um, and incompetent. How about goodness, that word? Thank goodness. Yeah, incompetent. And thank goodness she's not the president. Okay, one last question because we have about, we have less than one minute. But there's been a lot of talk about the um, whether or not America should designate the Muslim Brotherhood as a terrorist organization. I know I'm going way off, but I'm really curious. I've never heard you talk about that issue. Do you think that they should be a designated terrorist organization? You know, I think that that it is a serious, serious consideration, and probably we should because they've infiltrated a lot of places where they shouldn't be in our government, and they do not have America's best interests at heart. They don't want to make America great again. I'm excited. I'm going to Israel soon. I'm going to see um, what's going on on the ground in the Middle East with our biggest ally in the world. Looking forward to it. I love it. We're talking to Dr. Kelly Ward, who, by the way, when Jeff Flake announced he was dropping out, was beating him by mere 26 points in Arizona. Kelly Ward, thank you so much for calling in. Best of luck in your campaign. Thanks, Debbie. Have a great day. Thank you. America faces unprecedented threats to our national security. The Center for Security Policy, based in Washington, D.C., is a national leader focused on the organization, management, and direction of public policy coalitions to promote U.S. national security. The Center is a special forces in the war of ideas dedicated to identifying opportunities and challenges likely to affect American security and acting promptly to ensure that they are the subject of focused national examination and effective action. The Center enlists support from executive branch officials, key legislators, and other public policy organizations and brings these teams together to develop and shape policies that will keep America safe. Check out centerforsecuritypolicy.org for the latest news and developments brought to you by America's leading security experts. Becoming and remaining informed is one of the best ways every citizen can be a part of the mission to keep America safe. That's centerforsecuritypolicy.org. Texans have a long tradition of independence, and we don't like being told what to do, especially by liberal bureaucrats 1,000 miles away. That's why for 30 years, the Dallas-based Institute for Policy Innovation has fought Washington's efforts to take more of your money and freedom. IPI works every day to keep taxes low and freedom high, to promote free market health care, expand energy security, protect intellectual property, and combat onerous regulations that destroy American jobs. Politicians often talk smaller government, but then vote for more of it. By contrast, IPI has never veered from its mission to defend the Constitution and fight for freedom. If you want to be informed about free market policies and solutions, go to IPI's website and sign up. All of their information is free for sharing. Help IPI restore liberty and economic growth. Go to IPI.org today. That's IPI.org. One more time, go to IPI.org today. Could you lose your career because of your faith? Could your pastor be sued because of his sermons? Can students and teachers be punished because of what they believe about God? Can the government or even your employer force you to violate your beliefs? Get the answers and, if necessary, legal protection from First Liberty Institute. First Liberty is the nation's largest legal organization dedicated exclusively to restoring religious freedom in America. In fact, First Liberty's nationwide network of top attorneys win over 90% of their cases. 
They've won at the Supreme Court all the way down to local schools. Visit FirstLiberty.org to learn more about how First Liberty is protecting religious freedom for all Americans in the workplace, public schools, your church, the military, and more. That's FirstLiberty.org. If you want hope for religious freedom and a free listing of your rights, go to FirstLiberty.org now. Attention Ronald Reagan fans. What is the one item most sought after by Americans who love the Gipper? It's Young America's Foundation's Reagan Ranch Calendar. Young America's Foundation is the leading youth outreach organization dedicated to ensuring that increasing numbers of young Americans understand and are inspired by the ideas of individual freedom, a strong national defense, free enterprise, and traditional values. New audiences of young people across the country are introduced to conservative ideas through Young America's Foundation's programs, including the Reagan Ranch Program. The Reagan Ranch calendar contains spectacular images of the Gipper enjoying his beautiful 688-acre ranch, the Western White House. For a limited time, the calendar is free. Even shipping is free. To receive your beautiful Reagan Ranch calendar from Young America's Foundation, call 800-USA-1776 and mention the phrase Reagan Gift. Again, the number is 1-800-USA-1776 and Reagan Gift is the code. Learn more about Young America's Foundation at www.yaf.org. That's yaf.org. And welcome back to America Can We Talk. I want to thank all my friends who are texting me to point out that on Facebook Live, I know you can hear me, and I mentioned at the start of the show, and I want to make clear again that we normally have our Facebook Live going out on my phone right from the soundboard here, and it's not working tonight. We're going to figure this out, but I'm very sorry because I don't have a way of having, when I have my guests on, having you hear me on Facebook Live right now. My phone's just picking up my own voice in the room. It's not connected to the equipment. So we, I, I'm aware of it. We're so sorry. And I will have, I always have all the interviews up from this show on our YouTube channel, which is America Can We Talk. Just if you put in YouTube search, uh, Debbie George Addis, uh, America Can We Talk, it'll come up. We have all our interviews. Our first five segments are always up. And uh, so you'll be able to hear that later because they can capture the sound from the studio uh, here. But on Facebook Live, I'm sorry to say we just haven't figured out a way yet uh, to make that work tonight. Um, and so and thank you for texting. It's funny how many people are doing it. I also want to just say thank you because we uh, need to, we, in Phoenix, we're on just for the first hour. And so my Phoenix listeners, I hope you really enjoy hearing Kelly Ward. I know a lot of you just love her. And I want want to take the time to say I'd love to be on the second hour and I hope someday that'll happen in Phoenix but before you all uh, sign off at the end of this at the top of this uh, end of the first hour I want to thank the sponsors for our show so you all know who sponsors this show which is GC Works it's a Dallas-based company that performs research in advanced technology and delivers innovative approaches to the oil and gas industry thank you GC Works now I want to get back to Kelly Ward and other people running um, and for uh, U.S. House and for the U.S. Senate and what's happening within the GOP. I think it's really, really important for you to understand how far and how deep the uh, GOP is going to essentially in any way fight, fight having the status quo changed. And so in particular, uh, with respect to Dr. Kelly Ward, she ran against uh, John McCain. I can't remember the numbers, but she ran a primary against him. She is not one of these people who's just desperate to run for office and keeps running and running. I know people like that. This is She is not one. 
But she saw both in John McCain, Senator McCain, and Wells and Senator Flake, people who simply were not going to stand up and support. Not only were they not going to support President Trump's agenda, they were undermining it in every conceivable way. And she, so she's fighting along those lines. She ran against Senator Flake at a point when she started, you know, he was up and there was no way she was going to win. And she was, I mentioned at the close of our interview, she was up by 26 points. Senator Flake, regardless of his speech on the floor of the Senate, did not drop out of the Senate because he's so troubled by the undignified exchanges on Twitter. He dropped out to avoid humiliating defeat. And I'm sorry to be harsh, but it's the same reason Senator Corker dropped out. These people trying to go exit on a high and mighty stage are really, to get very clear, folks, when they are insulting President Trump, they're insulting the voters. The voters in those states who chose President Trump. Because everything they're upset about Trump's agenda are the reasons that President Trump won the presidency. So I'm going to tell you the kind of tricks that Senator McConnell, as an example, you know, he Senator McConnell is the um, Senate Majority Leader. He's also, he has a super PAC. He himself is head, head, headed up. He's got a super PAC that's all, that's all his. And they are doing things like, as I mentioned, or you heard in the, in the past uh, segment, you heard that Steve Bannon's come out, and Steve Bannon's fighting for a lot of conservative candidates. McConnell and his pack are behind this effort to try to claim that Steve Bannon is an anti-Semite. Or to put it in other words, Senator McConnell is behaving like the Democrats do. This is how Democrats try to win every issue. If you won't agree with them on the substance, if you don't like their candidate, they go nasty, dirty, and they call you a racist, sexist, xenophobe, homophobic. Well, this is the kind of conduct that Senator McConnell's own pack is engaging in. They are claiming that because, that because they're upset, because they see that, and in fact, they see that uh, Steve Bannon's going to be helping Kelly Ward. They're for putting out their things like he is a, that he is a uh, anti-Semite. Now, even Jewish Republicans are coming out excoriating Mitch McConnell and saying this is absurd. Steve Bannon, you know, like him or not like him, agree with his politics. This is a low blow. This is beneath even Mitch McConnell. This is bad news. But on a deeper point, and the other things that, that Mitch McConnell and his super PAC are trying to do is they would rather, and get this really clear, folks, they would rather let a Democrat win than to use their millions in super PAC money to back someone who's a conservative Trump supporter. You have to realize how nasty that is. Mitch McConnell's PAC is not about preserving the Republican majority in the Senate. It is not about standing up for the Republican Party and values. It is about preserving the establishment's power. So a Republican who runs and is attempting to point out there are some flaws in the behavior of Republicans in the Senate, Republicans in the House. Republicans are running as being more conservative. I mean, Kelly Ward, during this primary campaign when Jeff Flake was still in office, was pointing out, you know, President Trump wants this. Why is it that the uh, the somehow we can't get any of these things done? I mean, just think of the things that could be getting done in Washington but they're not because the Republican majority will not get behind Donald Trump. 
Mitch McConnell is part of that. Another example, and this is a, you know, this is a, such an interesting, and, and folks, this is a country-changing point to understand. The Democrats always band together. They always stick up for whoever won the race. The Republican Party, when people say it's so um, so divided, I do think that the broad swath of GOP voters in this country wanted Donald Trump not because they want someone who's crass or someone who's brash. They wanted someone who would stand up to the establishment uniparty in Washington and demand that the Republicans begin acting again like Republicans. They wanted someone to stand up and be the representative of the actual values of the Republican Party, which are things like, which include things like repealing Obamacare. Securing the border, getting a more reasonable refugee and immigration policy that vets people who, before they come here, in case they mean us harm, that wants the immigration policy, looks out for the interests of the American people, that has, now even, even talk about examples of why I'm saying the Republicans will not stand with President Trump. The Republicans in the Senate and the House, they will not stand with him, they will not do his agenda, they're tripping over their feet trying to pretend when they go back to the voters they are, but they're not doing it. And as if you're a listener to this show, you know, I was not a Trump supporter in the primary, but as, as this situation has evolved, we have Donald Trump saying we need to secure the border. We need to have a wall at various points. We need to have firm immigration policy. We need to stop refugees from coming here. We need to get out of this horrible Iranian deal, which essentially gave the Iranians our, the number one exporter of terror in the Middle East, gave the Iranians millions of dollars, gave them the, their ability to develop nuclear weapons because it was a completely pointless nuclear deal that did not permit examination of the areas, uh, that inspection of the areas where the nuclear weapons would be developed. I mean, the Iranian deal, people were screaming during the time that President Obama was negotiating it, serious, substantive national security experts, military experts saying, this is a terrible deal. Stop, stop, stop. We have to stop this. So President Trump is doing what the Senate failed to do, which was they should have stood up the moment that President Obama finished negotiating that deal and said, here in America, we have a constitution. The constitution says a president cannot engage, can create a treaty. We don't care whether Trump's, whether President Obama is calling it a deal, not a treaty. We know what this is, and this is dangerous, and if there is not a two-third vote in the Senate to ratify this, it's not a treaty, and we're not bound. That's what a leader in the Senate would have done. No one did that, and now the Republicans sitting back, un- not standing up and cheering President Trump for saying we're getting out of the Iranian deal, for saying we're not going to certify that they are complying because they're not complying. This is a this is a, a really pivotal time in the Republican Party because I think the the voters who came out for President Trump, they're waiting to see if the Republicans in Washington will stand behind the policies that they elected Trump to put in place. And so far, the Republicans are not, with very minor exceptions. We got our Supreme Court Justice Gorsuch, thank goodness. We had some justice, some nominees of President Trump go through in the Senate and make it through, so they're going to end up being probably approved and probably on the federal bench. They are, they are letting the Democrats stall the process in the Senate. 
They're letting the Democrats play games with the rules. There is no reason the Republicans in the Senate could not take charge tomorrow morning and saying we're having every single nominee for the federal bench given to us, nominated by President Trump. We're having the hearings this week. No more playing games. Cast aside rules that the Democrats are manipulating. This is what you would do if you were a Republican leader in the Senate and you wanted to move forward the Trump agenda. They won't do it. I'll tell you another great example in, in, uh, with respect to particularly Senator McConnell and his super PAC. His super PAC is more dedicated to fighting Steve Bannon than it is for to standing up for the candidates that are who are winning. I mean, for example, we had in Alabama, we had McConnell pouring tons of his super PAC money into the uh, Senate race, the Senate primary, and his guy didn't get it. And so instead, Roy Moore won that primary in Alabama. And now McConnell's team is not going to help Roy Moore win. You have to understand this is this is this is Senator McConnell, the alleged leader of the Republicans in the Senate, who is saying, if I can't have my establishment swishy moderate, you know, uniparty guy in with me, I won't play. You can't win. And you know, the, these are battles in every state. Campaigns take millions and millions of dollars. And I'm gonna guarantee you you're not gonna have McConnell helping Kelly Moore in Arizona, and that's practically a crime. I'm Debbie Georgias, America Can We Talk. We'll be back in just a few uh, just a short break at the top of the hour, and I'm gonna talk to you a little more about what McConnell's up to, why it's so important you stand up for America. Don't go away. <laughs> 